Welcome back to episode 21 of the Hockey House podcast presented by Selly Hockey Co. I'm Murph, joined virtually with Glick and Fitz here. Boys, how are we doing today? Let's check on Fitz first. I'm doing great, Murph. Decided to come home, actually, for probably about, I think I'm going to say for a week. I got the wellness day tomorrow for class, so no class. Pretty much just chilling. Got midterms done and happy to uh, be back with the boys tonight. Glick, how are you doing? Not bad. I also have Wellness Day tomorrow, so I'm really excited about that. How about you, Murph? How, how are you doing? So I had my Wellness Day today, as you can tell by my sunburn, that uh, I enjoyed it very well. We did a die tournament within the team and, you know, got got the got some bleachers set up. We had, like, seats all around. We had a good setup. We have some trophies that are in our possession at the house, and we we, like, took tape and, like, taped over the plaques on the trophies and put die tournament invitational and like we had an mvp trophy and so boys just got after it today it was nice uh any any anytime it's nice in syracuse it's just awesome to be outside and uh especially just around the boys it was a good time so yeah i enjoyed my my wellness day and, and get to wrap it up with recording the pod with you guys so i'm excited about that I just got done talking to joe caprio played at illinois and then uh went on to start the acha prospects showcase so we talked to him about that hope everyone listening is going to enjoy that one i think it was a good interview he certainly loved his time playing at illinois and had, had the stories to back it up news around the acha this week it's Kind of tournament time. I know there's like not that many teams playing, but the teams that are playing are in conference tournament season and prepping for nationals. Lots of controversy this week. Obviously, we all like to joke about the ACHA rankings, but they uh, they pissed a lot of people off this week and um, not necessarily in, in the Division two or three ranks or within the women's, but uh, especially in the, the men's. Division one ACHA rankings. There was a lot of controversy because Robert Morris, the Robert Morris out of Pittsburgh, just uh, so Fitz knows the Robert Morris on the East coast uh, started their season with two wins against Canisius. And then they traveled to Ohio and they beat the Bobcats six to two. Robert Morris is actually heavily outshot in that game. They scored six goals on 12 shots to get the upset. And it just sewered the rankings because in that same week, Ohio beat the number one team in the country, Lindenwood, who hadn't lost a game yet. And then Ohio this week goes and beats Liberty. And so now the rankings are all out of order because Ohio is beating the undefeated teams, but also losing to Robert Morris. And the computer rankings don't know how to comprehend it all. They never know how to comprehend anything. They should just have like us in charge of the rankings at this point because we definitely do a better job than these computers. I've been thinking about that. Like, do we do like a, a hockey house rankings? And it's like, uh, maybe we we don't know as much as we we yeah, pretend say. we know, but we might be better than the computer rankings at this point because talking to some guys around the league, it's because the in a normal year the ACHA doesn't start the computer rankings until like week five or six. Uh, to start off the year, it's usually coaches poll. But when you play for five or six weeks, there's like almost like 600 ACHA games. So there's a lot of data for the, the computer rankings to go off of. And this year alone, there's only been 300 games and they're using the computer rankings. So obviously small sample size, undefeated Robert Morris. That's how they get uh, put in the number one spot. I just get a kick out of like, 
And listen, if there's guys from Robert Morris listening to this, I don't want to sewer them because it's not their fault. They're just kind of the, it's it, there. It seemed to be like the butt end of a joke here, but like the, their, their conference was tweeting, like they're the first team in our conference to be ranked number one. And it's like, it's just so different this year. Like, I guess rankings really shouldn't matter in a year like this, but it, it, it exposed the flaws in the system uh, to say the least. It's about time. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb right now. Adrian's going to take the chipper. I don't know yeah. why, but they're standing out at me right now. I'm looking at the rankings and the little Adrian logo on the puck here at, at the number two hole. Something about it. I'm taking Adrian. Dante and Tyler, boys got my back. I, I, you know, and people, people say, uh, people like to argue that we're biased. Like when, when we were talking about Liberty, they're like, I, they're like, I like, I like your page, but like, you guys talk way too much about Liberty. It's like, well, Liberty just beat an NCAA team. So like, we might talk about them just like a little bit, just maybe. <laughs> and then, um, I was getting some slander cause I defended Ohio cause they were in the top 10 in the rankings. And I was like, yeah, it says they're two and 13, but their two wins are against Lindenwood, who Lindenwood's only loss came to Ohio. Adrian's first loss of the year came to Ohio. And then Ohio beat Liberty this weekend. So, like, Ohio is clearly in the top 10, at least. They have lost a lot of games to Lindenwood, Liberty, and Adrian. So that's why they're in that position. And obviously them losing to Robert Morris didn't help. So I guess we've been kind of on the Bobcats bandwagon, but we haven't even talked to them on the pod. I mean, I'm sure we'll get them on the pod eventually. But, um, yeah, I just root for the guys that we have on the pod. NC State's another one. They won their conference championship the other day, so they'll be heading to Nationals. Um, just re- re- looking looking for the hockey house bump for the boys. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing Adrian take it home. They're going to do it. I'm telling you. Mark it down. Episode 21. All right. And then uh, for those of you who were, were curious, we did try to secure some media credentials to go to now to nationals. Just thought that might be a fun content piece. Um, unfortunately, in a year like this, where the ACHA isn't making much money because there's not many teams playing, uh, it's not in the budget to get the Hockey House boys down to St. Louis for a weekend uh, for the national tournament. We did, we did give it a shot. It, it didn't uh, fall through. So a little bum there, but no worries. The games will all be live streamed and, we can be cover cover the other tournaments too. Um, Any teams out there looking at you, Liberty or Adrian, that want to bring us along as part of your media team? It's mm, a good point. Just throwing it out there. I'll buy an Adrian jacket. Be the stick boy <laughs> for the weekend. <laughs> I'll fill your waters. <laughs> I'll sharpen the skates. I actually probably don't want me sharpening skates. I've never done that before, but. <laughs> All right. Well, that being said, we'll, we'll turn it over to our, our interview with Joe Caprio and he'll kind of give an inside look on this upcoming ACHA prospects showcase that he's organized as well as his playing career at Illinois. We're pleased to welcome the founder of the JOG ACHA prospects showcase and former University of Illinois defenseman, Joe Caprio. Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Pumped to be on here, guys. We're excited to have you, and we'll get into it a little later on, but this ACHA prospect showcase that you got going on has really caught our eye, and then obviously as a former ACHA player, we figured we'd have you on and pepper you with questions about your, your playing career at Illinois. Yeah, I'm ready, ready to go. Whatever, whatever you want to hit me with, I'm ready to go. <laughs> and All a right. Chicago native, not a big deal. Yeah, born and raised in Chicago, too. 
So Joe, tell us a little bit about your, your hockey career growing up, kind of how you ended up at Illinois. Yeah. So I guess, I guess you could say I underachieved a little bit. I grew up playing for the mission pretty much my whole life. And we had a pretty good team played with a couple NHLers in my day. So like Ryan Hartman and Vinny Hinestroza, a couple couple guys that are some names that you guys might recognize. But everyone on that team pretty much played Division One, except for uh, me. But I played Division One club, so you can kind of kind of kind of count that. Yeah, so I played there, and then uh, midgets, I kind of bounced around a little bit back between like TI and the Fury. But then I, I went and played in Austin and NA for a year. You know, had a great time. Small little town up in Minnesota. Actually, when I made the team, I thought it was in Austin, Texas. So I was kind of pumped, but then I found out it was in Minnesota, Spam Town, USA. But other than that, then I uh, actually, at the end of the year, I had a bad hip injury. They weren't going to bring me back, traded me to Cooley. And then uh, I went to tryouts and just wasn't a good fit. So I kind of was released and I was actually at home. I wasn't even playing anymore. And then my dad ran into the owner of the Dells Ducks at the rink. And uh, he knew he knew us from growing up and I played against his kid growing up. And uh, he's like, why don't you come out and, you know, play for us? Uh, so I went went there and played the rest of the year there. And then I applied to two schools. I was talking to Illinois and Arizona. My dad went to Arizona and played there. Uh, said it was a great time. So I applied to Arizona, applied to Illinois and got into both and ended up going to Illinois. And the rest was history. Did you tour anything at, at Arizona and, and go through that hockey process there? <laughs> No, I didn't. Honestly, I didn't even tour Illinois. I just was like, I'm going there. I don't know. It's close to home and everything. Honestly, like I love being in the sun and, and the warm weather, but I was just like Illinois is there. And, you know, it's just the education and everything. It's close to home. Obviously, I'm going to move back here and be in Illinois. So that's, you know, it was a no brainer. And then once you you got to the ACHA, what was your uh, your welcome to the league moment? I, I actually had a, a, a couple here. So the first one, uh, get on campus and we have tryouts like right away is, is when we get on campus down there. So I was like talking to a couple of the older guys and we we're like, Oh, so like, you know, do you just go to the rink? Cause the rink's on campus right in the middle of campus. And they're like, yeah, they actually took the ice out and they didn't get put back in in time. So tryouts are actually at Illinois state's ring. So we had to drive an hour and a half down to Illinois state and try out. And then we spent the first month down at Illinois state and Danville uh, practicing. So that was, that was kind of awesome. <laughs> we were, uh, we were driving back and forth an hour, hour and a half to practice and tryouts um, when we have a rink right in the middle of campus. That's brutal. Yeah, it was, it wasn't the best. And especially when you, you know, you went out, you're going out the night before and then you get the only ice time you got down there is like eight or 9am. So it was a little, little tough, but the other, the other ones, uh, it was during the freshman year as well. We were at Iowa state. It was a, there was a Saturday game. So we were, we obviously had to check out of the hotel early and whatnot. So we're on campus and um, we decided the best pregame meal was uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. So we're at Buffalo Wild Wings having pregame meal and, um, you know, you're at Buffalo Wild Wings. What are you going to order? I ordered wings and I ordered some mini corn dogs. And uh, we get we get to the rink and coach announced the lineup and I wasn't in it. I talked to him and he was like, (laughs) yeah, he wasn't too happy with my pregame meal choice. And I'm like, we went to Buffalo Wild Wings. What do you, what did you want me to get? <laughs> well, what were other guys getting at Buffalo Wild Wings? I, I, everyone, I know, a couple of kids got wraps, but other people got wings too. But funny story is one of our other defensemen, our senior defenseman, he like got sick from the food. So I ended up half in the play anyways. And then, <laughs> and then during, I had a pretty good game during the game. One of our guys, you know, he was, uh, he liked to be on his cell phone during the, during intermission and uh, coach walked in. And he like put it in his pants real quick. 
And then coach gave us a speech in between periods and we went out and then he forgot that he put it in his pants. So we went on the ice and his phone was laying at center ice and during the game was going on. And I'm like, I'm on the bench. I'm like, yo, ref, can you go grab that phone? Because I was like, that's our guy's phone. So we took that and I like gave it to our backup goalie and like coach ended up finding out and uh, he wasn't too happy. We, we didn't have enough nice practice the next week, but yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. That's wild. Who were you guys playing? <laughs> we're playing Iowa state. So it was a, <laughs> you know, division, division game. It's not, not like a, not like a slouch or anything. I think we ended up winning, but I don't remember. It was dubbed the cell phone game. Yeah. Dubbed the <laughs> cell phone game. Yeah. It honestly was. Cause like, me, I like to keep it loose and like I couldn't focus that much during, you know, during intermissions and stuff. So I was always on my phone. I understood it. And, you know, he played juniors too and stuff. And uh, it's just, you know, it, it is what it is. And, you know, it was a brain fart. And uh, yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> tell, tell us a little bit about the, the hockey environment at Illinois. I guess it's one of the more well-known teams in the yeah. ACHA just because the, the aspirations are there to eventually go division one. Obviously, you've talked about the rink being in the middle of the campus there. Just kind of the environment around Illinois hockey. Yeah. So uh, I think, I think when we were there, um, you know, there was already a good vibe around it my freshman year. And then as we were there, we, we, we kind of grew it more and, and got like a lot of our friends and stuff to come out to games. So, you know, we had a good supporting, we had a good support and, and a lot of people came to the games. Uh, if you came down to dad's weekend, there was, you know, the, the, the way the rink is set up is the stands are above um, the rink kind of. So it's overlooking. And so both sides were packed, you know, dad's weekend, every dad's weekend. And then there would be like three, four deep around the bowl on the glass watching the game. So, you know, we would get dad's weekend was obviously our biggest crowd. We would probably get about, you know, 2000 fans at the game, but you know, a normal weekend, probably anywhere from 800 to a thousand fans. So it was a great, great atmosphere. Um, We had a student section that was pretty rowdy. They would sit right above the Opposing team's bench and you know when they're announcing the lineups we had a pretty good announcer when they're announcing the lineups they would say the guy's name and then the guys would chant you suck and then the, the one of the coolest things I thought I loved it was they would announce the coaches names too and then they'd go you suck too so it was kind of funny got the got the crowd going but uh, it was great like I said right in the middle of campus and you know we had good support and it was awesome to play there it was you know great experience. All right. And before I, I let Fitz and Glick chime in with questions, there is one question I want to ask. Do you know off the top of your head, the official dimensions of the ice sheet? I don't, I think it's like 225 by like 115 or something like that. It's literally a square. You literally, if you like, yeah, it's literally a square. It's bigger than Olympics. It's called the big pond for a reason. Cause it is the biggest thing. The best was like, you know, whenever, you know, opposing teams came in and their freshmen would see the ice the first time they're like, Holy cow. Or like, you know, this is like the biggest rink I've ever seen in my life. And it, you know, it is like going cross ice was, you know, doing sideboards was the same as going down and back pretty much. So, you know, it wasn't big difference, but it's literally a box. Um, it was it used to be like a, it used to be like a speed skating rink. So like, that's why it was so big, but it made, it made good for, you know, as a defenseman, when they dump pucks in, I, I didn't get buried too much, but I, I sent it up, you know, still finding a way to get buried from behind a couple of times here and there. Yeah. I, that was my next question is like, wh- why is it that big? But you answered the, the yeah, speed skating. That's yeah, interesting. It was a speed skating rink. It was, it was crazy. So, so um, you mentioned your home ring. How, how nice was the locker room or did you guys have a locker room or how was the situation there? Uh, so the locker room is downstairs. It's basically in the basement. That's where all the locker rooms are. So, you know, after a back skate, it's not the best, especially on that rink, walking all down all those stairs. But 
our locker room was decent. Um, you know, it's probably better than most of the people in the ACHA. You know, everyone got their own stall and everything like that. The rookies kind of had a bunch up in the in the corner. But we had like a, we always get two locker rooms. We had our normal locker room, which we always had our stuff in. And then the locker next door we would use as a dry room to like, you know, put our suits in and stuff like that before the game. But we were, the lock, there was only like four, lock, there's five locker rooms. One was ours and then there was three other ones. So when, you know, when opposing teams would come, they would be getting dressed like right next door to our locker room. And then they would go up the stairs and then we would kind of follow. So that was kind of, you know, if you got in the, you know, if tensions got a little high, then it was a little little different down there but yeah one thing it did it was it was so hot down there like I, I think we were under like the boiler room or sort of next to it like so you would just be sweating your your you know your bag off down there and then like it was right the vent the ventilation system it was right underneath like the outside of the stairs so people would go outside in between periods and just smoke darts and it would come right into our locker room God, I would hate to be an away team because the rink's massive you have to go up and down stairs the locker room's hot yeah, I mean, we, uh, one of our years, I forgot what year, I think it was our freshman year, we were like 12-0 and 0 Friday nights just because, like, the rink dimensions and everything. And Saturday we were like 6-6. Six and six. Like, I don't know what happened. We were just brutal Saturdays. But, yeah, so it, it, it's, a, it's definitely an adjustment, especially, like, for us playing on that rink and practicing on that rink and then going to, like, Ohio's rink. Like, it, it, it's just, like, a huge adjustment because Ohio's rink, I feel like, is smaller than a regular-sized rink you could probably fit two of like their rings in, inside of our one ice sheet. Uh, like we would practice, we would do like, we would play like five on five in, in just in like from the blue line down in, in one of the zones just to like prepare for that, for like the time and space. Bringing it back wow. to the fans. I never got to play at your guys' home stadium, but I've heard some stories. I've heard that the fans are super ruthless and that they yeah. spit on the opposing team. Uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't know if they spit on the opposing team, but I wouldn't put it past them, man. They, they're some ruthless guys. Uh, one, year, one year I went down there for like a recruiting visit or not like a recruiting visit. I just went down there because my buddies, some of my buddies were down there. I went to the game and like they were like, I don't know what they were saying because I was on the other side of the ice. But all of a sudden you just see one guy, he just takes his stick and just starts swinging it at one of the fans up above his bench. And I'm like, what is going on? I was like, this is awesome. Those fans are like the best sixth man in the game. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Rattling we, we, the players. They were, they were, they were, they were ruthless. Like it's it just like some of the stuff and some of the stuff that they would say. Like you know, it's it's not even repeatable. <laughs> they definitely did their homework for sure. Love that. No, Joe, in your time at Illinois, um, you guys made I know at least one trip to nationals, right? Yeah, we went to nationals every year. So the first year, it was in like like at John Carroll University out there in Ohio. We lost in the second round to Robert Morris. Then the next year we actually played Syracuse. And honestly, like funny story about that. So we're at, we played, it was in Chicago, it was at the edge. And the game before us was like, went to like double overtime. And like by the time of that, we were already dressed and everything. And we were like, God, this is just taking forever. And sophomore year was probably our worst year while I was there. So we get on the ice and we're, we're going through warmups and, and all of a sudden you guys come on the ice and you guys just start doing sideboards like for like 10 minutes. And we're like, everyone, on our team was like, what the hell are they doing? And uh, apparently it worked because you guys beat us, but we were like, what is going on? They're, these guys are literally back skating themselves for the whole warmup. I don't know if That's you guys wild. always do that or what? I don't know if you guys always um, do that or <laughs> <laughs> the the old coach here was quite the character. So that uh that story doesn't surprise me one bit. 
Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll leave it at that because I've I've heard some stories about that guy, and uh, I mean it worked. You guys beat yeah. us, but like I don't know. We were like, what? They're like literally backskate himself, and then like you got the the warm the shooting when you guys finally brought out some pucks and did some shooting drills. It was just like it's nothing we've ever seen before. <laughs> Like uh, in the Mighty Ducks when they're throwing the footballs around, the other team's just like standing yeah, exactly. watching. Exactly. Exactly. Like, what is going on? Yeah. And then, like, you know, you can ask anyone during warmups. I didn't like to, I like, I was a big stretcher because I was pretty tight by the time I got to my senior year. So I would, you know, I would kind of stretch, you know, towards the red line. And I would, I would just talk to the refs. Like, a lot of the refs we had were the same, especially at Illinois. And like, they would pretty much be the same. And, got to be buddies with them and stuff like that. And, you know, it got to the point where they would, they were texting us on Saturday and I would be like, we're staying over. Where are we going tonight? Cams or, or Joe's or where are we going? And, you know, they would come out and have a couple um, drinks with us, but yeah, I would just kind of sit there and then like talk to some, talk to some of my guys and stuff like that. I wasn't a big warm up guy. Keeping with the nationals, you guys, that your junior and senior year, who'd you guys play? Oh yeah. Junior year. Um, junior year was in Ohio. Again, we played, I don't remember who we played. Maybe Central Oklahoma. I mean, no, I don't know. But we lost. We ended up losing like second round again that year. And then senior year was when we made a run. We went all the way to the national championship. And you know that was, you know, honestly, it was probably the greatest run we, you know, we've had. And it was such a great time. And you know, just being with the guys, especially you know the way we went out and all that. We, you know, we lost in the you know, the league playoffs that year too to Lindenwood. And then we ended up getting a good draw. And we played Jamestown the first game. And we played them twice at our rink that year and that goalie I think Brower Brower's name you guys had him on the podcast dude that kid was just it was insane like I was talking to the Jamestown coach earlier this week and stuff and I was just like I was like I listened to him on the podcast he's come back for another year I'm like dude you guys shouldn't lose a game that kid was just unreal like like when we played him at our rink we we probably we probably put 50 shots a night on him and we we couldn't beat him we, we got swept because he was so good and then we then we drew them in nationals we're like oh man and then we ended up we ended up getting two shorthanded goals on them and you know and we ended up winning that game and then the next game we played ohio and it was it was a rowdy game because you know obviously ohio is one of our, our rivals probably our biggest rival just from the league and whatnot and and being in ohio they had a lot of fans there and we ended up winning that in overtime you guys actually posted the um, the picture on your, on your Instagram of uh, when we scored, but I was actually right at the beginning of overtime. I was out there and uh, I ended up taking a penalty. It wasn't, you know, it was probably a bad call, but we were, we were just battling behind the net and we both fell down and they called a hold. And I was like, Oh God, I was like, this is how I'm going to end my college career here in the penalty box or in score. But luckily the guys, they, they uh, killed it off. And we went, we went from there and then we won that. And then we moved on to the semis and we played Minot who was one that year. And honestly, we, we probably played our best game of the year. They were, you know, they had a lot of chances. They had a lot of firepower. We ended up winning, I think, two to one or three to one or something like that. But before that game, we were watching uh, Adrian play Lindenwood. And obviously we knew how good Lindenwood was because we, we played them all year. And just to watch that Lindenwood get dominated like they did, you know, I was like, oh boy, we're, you know, we're, we're, we might be in one for the championship here. But nonetheless, we were there and, um, you know, we, we were, we were there and, and, you know, as I said, I was, I was stretching, uh, stretching at the red line now in warmups and their, their backup goalie and their, one of their defensemen's like, Hey man, you guys ready? And I'm like, I don't know, I, I guess. What, what do you mean? I'm going to say no. Like, yeah. And then he's like, good luck. I was like, appreciate it. You too. You know, just like, you know, not, not thinking anything. And then uh, they kind of figured out what he meant by that after they scored a 
scored on the first like two, three shifts. I think <laughs> uh, we were down pretty early, but that team was just, I mean, something unheard of. I mean, obviously you guys know about Adrian and Liberty. I never got to play Liberty kind of wish we did. And we always try to go out there, but I never got the chance to, but Adrian was just, you know, they were just a different beast. They had that Coburn kid or uh, he had like 300 points in his four years there. Like it was just insane. Like the kid was just unreal. They, they, they probably had kids that could have been on their NCAA D3 team that year. And then funny story, we were, you know, right before nationals, I broke my, my stick in practice. So I only had one stick left. I'm like, it's senior year. I'm not, I'm not buying another stick. I'm not going to spend $300 on a stick. So our coach actually used the same curve and, and everything as me. So I use that as my backup. So I got, I got coaches practice twig as my backup stick for the national championship. And meanwhile, I look over Adrian's unwrapping like brand new Bauer, you know, vapor ones and one X's and all that stuff. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I've watched the uh, that national championship, like just like the highlights of it, and because obviously ACHA does a great job of posting the the full games. You can watch them on YouTube of the nationals. My favorite part about that is they announce the Illinois starting lineup, and it's like all guys from Illinois, and then they announce the Adrian yeah. starting lineup, and it's like from Calgary, Alberta, and then it's yeah. like Saskatchewan, um, Edmonton, Ontario. Yeah, they were from everywhere, and honestly, like we had we had. We probably had some guys, you know, some of our better players that didn't play their best games. And I, I think we, we just got caught up. And like I said, it, you know, it, we shot our wad versus mine out. I think we played like, you know, we played a great game and, you know, playing all those games in a couple of days. I think we were a little worn down and whatnot. They they had a couple of guys on our team worked at one of the bars and they actually had the game on at, at cams. After the first, we were like texting them. like, yo, turn it off. <laughs> you can just turn the game off. And they're like, yeah, we already did. I was like, oh, thank God. But hey, we got a we got a second place trophy. We got a second place trophy for a league, and and we party like we got first place trophies. Uh, we filled those things up when we came back, and and uh, we had a great time. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah, you know, can't can't count your losses. You can only you only can do what you can uh, what you can do, and you know the only way to get rid of that is party, right? <laughs> well said. So uh, other than nationals, what are some other cool places you got to travel and play? So freshman year, we went to Arizona state. That was a great time. They were like ranked one at the time or, you know, one, two or whatever. And we played them, you know, we put them close. We won, you know, it was, we lost three, one and, and two, one or something like that. So obviously that was a great trip. The other, other couple of road trips that we went on, we went to Oklahoma. It was fun until I got buried from behind and I, I separated my AC joint and I had to ride back on a ride back on the bus with like a, you know, in a shoulder sling and couldn't even move my, my thing, my shoulder for like 18 hours. Um, but other than that, we didn't really travel that much. Another, another road trip we went to was Minot. We never really went out East to any of the schools out there. We really only traveled to the teams in our, in our conference, Iowa state, Ohio, Lindenwood, um, Ohio, uh, Ohio was probably my favorite place to play just cause they got a, a lot of rowdy fans and it was always a good rivalry. Um, I know someone mentioned about their, their little T-Rex person that would suit up, you know, they would carry a stick around and like kind of sit by our bench and like bang it against their glass and stuff like that. So that was always a fun place to play. Their locker room was so small. I don't know if any of you guys ever played there, but it was just like so small. So I was me and like a couple other guys would always get dressed like outside of the locker room because it was so small and so hot. And then one year, like after the game, I came out and I'm like getting undressed. I'm like looking for my shirt and like it was gone and like literally couldn't find it. It wasn't in my bag. wasn't anywhere. So like to this day, I think someone stole my Illinois hockey shirt. And like I just had to go tarp, no tarp the rest of the weekend. <laughs> 
tarps off, baby. Yeah, tarps, tarps <laughs> off. Yeah, I don't know. Optional, but yeah. If someone's listening out there and they stole Joe's shirt, you better bring it back. Yeah, you could keep it now. I got enough, but you know, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you're making good use out of it. <laughs> you just walk out without a shirt on then? No, I just, I just, yeah, I just had my coat and my, just my warm up coat. That's all I had. <laughs> Didn't have a shirt. I don't know what I was going to do. And I was on the bus. It was just, you know, barrel out, tarps off. I don't know. Love it. Who would you say um, is the biggest rival when you were at U of I? Yeah, I would, I would probably say Ohio. Uh, our coach, so our coach played at, at Illinois and he, he hated Ohio when he played there and they always had a good rivalry. That was probably our biggest rivalry. You know, obviously we love playing Lindenwood, but we would, you know, most of the years we got pumped um, by them or, you know, we would, we, when we would go there, it would usually be like a blowout and then it would be a close game where we would win. So that's kind of how it went, you know, there, but yeah, I would definitely say Ohio. It was, we got a great story from Ohio. I, somehow I became a, the shot blocker on the team and I would just eat pucks. You know, one of the games we played at Robert Morris, I like, it was like right after winter break and like we came back and they were kind of peppering us. And I had like, I was literally, I, don't, I didn't even try to, I ended up with like 25 block shots. And then like, I got like, I woke up the next morning and I was like, dude, I can't even get out of bed. I like, I like didn't practice for like a couple of days. I was just out for the count. My body was so sore, but at, at Ohio, we like, we went there um, our sophomore or junior year and we only had like 12 guys, like everyone was hurt. So we, we traveled there and we were already shorthanded and, the first game, first game we lost, you know, I cut by a couple goals. So the second game and we lost a couple more players. So we ended up with like, with like, you know, 10 players or so. And like one of the forwards was like a defenseman that we moved up. So we had like four or five D and like, like two lines of forwards. And it was like, it was one, nothing or zero, zero. And we ended up taking them to overtime and the guy, the forward who, or the defenseman who moved up to play forward actually scored the game winning goal. I don't know what he was doing out there at over in overtime, but he ended up scoring and like we sallied so hard and it was there. And, and after the game, they were like, you know, they did the stats and we had like our goalie had like legit 50 saves. And then they had, they probably had a, we had a probably about another 20 or 30 blocks and then plus the shots they missed in that. So they probably had about a hundred shot attempts. Um, but <laughs> we ended up winning. It, it was like, it was one of the craziest wins we've, we had there at, at Ohio. So got to love the D getting some, uh, some offensive action. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know what he was doing out there. Uh, coach, <laughs> you know, he, he might've just slipped out there coaching. didn't know, but he, uh, he ended up burying. So that's all that mattered. Aside from the, the the trips to nationals and, and playing against Ohio, are there any other memories that stick out to you from your ACHA career? Uh, yeah. So, well, um, we got a couple. So, like one one we were we were, we were going to Iowa State, and we left pretty early, usually on Friday mornings. And I was usually the the, the roommate that like made sure everyone was up and everything. Like, always set my alarm, and you know, kind of the responsible one. And uh, <laughs> So for whatever reason, my alarm did not go off. So the team's ready. The team's there again, you know, on the bus and everything. And I like, I get a phone call and they're like, where are you? I'm like, I'm like, oh, fuck. So like, I get up, I like rush. And then like, I check my roommate's doors. The one, the one is our starting goalie. He's not there. He's, he's still there. So I like wake him up. I'm like, dude, we got to go, go check on my other roommate. He's not there. I'm like, dude, where is he? So like, I look at the other apartment. He's not there. Cause we had like a couple apartments. So like, I call him. I'm like, dude, where are you? He's like, I'm on the bus. Where are you? I'm like, dude, you didn't wake us up. He's like, dude, you're not here. And I'm like, no, 
So coach calls. He's like, he's like, you guys got to meet us there. Like we already left. I'm like, so I, we get there, we go to the rink, we, we get, grab our gear. And then we're, my buddy had his, luckily he had his car. So we're driving to Iowa state in a Honda civic with a goalie bag, it's goalie pads, my bag and sticks. And the, the Honda civic was a stick shift. So we're, we're cruising down the highway and stuff. And like, I, so I was like, dude, you just didn't wake us up. He's like, oh, I thought you guys just left without me. I'm like, you didn't even check our rooms or anything. He's like, no, I didn't. I thought you were on the bus. The best story, the best part of the story was some of them, someone asked like, Hey, is everyone here? And he's like, yeah, everyone's here. I'm like, dude, you didn't even know we were in here. We were roommates. That's brutal. Yeah, it was brutal, but that was a good one. And then another, one of the, one of the best weekends we had was at home. It was, uh, we played Oklahoma. This was like our sophomore year, or junior year. And, um, our co- our coach didn't go that year, but our goalie and uh, his brother went, and I think one other player went uh, to the World University Games. And Oklahoma had two kids that went too, so they were probably missing some of their better players. And but we were missing our goalie and our captain. You know, they came down to to Champagne and played, and we ended up sweeping them. And it was just it was just one of those weekends where we you know everything went right right for us, and it was it was an unreal sweep and the boys boys sullied so hard that weekend. It was, you know, it was one of the, one of the best weekends that we had. So that, it was such a fun weekend. And, you know, the, it just get got the boys going that we, we swept them and they were, they were pretty high, highly ranked at that time. So, uh, you know, we ended up sweeping them and the boys gave her that weekend. So obviously you wrap up your, your ACHA career finishing out in the national championship game. Um, what, kind of led you to starting this, this ACHA prospects showcase kind of lead us down that thought process and uh, how that came to be. Yeah, I actually started on a whim. So I ended up working at the practice ring for the Blackhawks right after college, literally the day after I graduated. I like, you know, the seniors did their thing at school and then I, I slept a couple of hours and drove right down to the ring, but we were sitting, we were sitting in the office and we like, we got a lot of open ice. Like what can we do? And, you know, I was like, I was like, what if we run like an ACHA prospects weekend? All these other, like the NA has it, you know, USHL, all these, all these leagues and everything have combines. And I was like, I feel like a lot of people don't know about the ACHA and what it has to offer. So like I called it, you know, my bosses liked the idea. So I, you know, I talked to them and, and um, you know, they said run with it and see where you can go. So like I called, called my coach. He liked the idea. I called a couple, couple other coaches I knew. Um, from the area and you know they seemed to like the idea so I kind of just ran with it and, and reached out to as many schools as I could and the first year we got about 20 schools committed and we had about um, goalies and skaters I think we had about 80 80 players you know rostered and, and we made it you know made it what it was uh, one of the representatives from the ACHA came down and spoke at the panel each school got to talk about their school and their program for about five ten minutes and then players got to ask you know questions or talk to the, the coaches and then they each get they get a practice on uh, Friday night and then they get uh, three games throughout the weekend this one coming in the spring this will be the second yeah so technically it would be the third but last year it got canceled because of uh, you know, COVID concerns. So um, we have to shut it down. So technically this is the second one. Yes. Gotcha. I know obviously this year you got a lot of teams coming. What's that kind of been like? And, and are coaches excited to come to this? Yeah. So obviously this year, cause of, you know, COVID and everything like 
a lot of teams haven't played or, you know, a lot of coaches haven't been able to go out and, and watch players or go to the, some of these showcases that they normally go to and, and players haven't been able to be seen. So like there's a, there's a big demand. I have about 45 schools coming from across, you know, the ACHA from the East coast um, up to, you know, North Dakota and out West. A lot of are from the Midwest, but you know, it's going to be a great variety of schools and the players are actually, there's a lot of players coming from all over. There's players coming from out East um, down South um, out West. And then obviously there's a lot from Illinois, but you know, it, it just, it just shows that recognition that, you know, the ACHA is starting to get, it's, it's awesome to go there. You know, there's, you know, I had a couple D three offers as some, some other, you know, schools and, and players had, but I ultimately wanted to go, you know, to a big school and, and have fun and, and, and still play hockey. And, you know, that's what led me to the ACHA. And, you know, that's what a lot of people don't get, like, a lot of, you know, a lot of these junior teams and stuff, they just push the, you know, NCAA D3 and stuff like that. But ACHA, there's, you know, there's plenty of great options. Like at Illinois, I think my whole senior class played juniors, except for actually our captain didn't, he went, he came right from AAA, but like, you know, playing Linda, what they got two, three, you know, four, even sometimes more division one kids transfers on their team and stuff like that. Um, you know, our, our goalie, our senior year and our grad, he graduated with us, but he played uh, at river falls for two years and then ended up transferring to us. So like, you know, there's a lot of good school, a lot of good players and a lot of good talent in the ACHA that, you know, kids just want to you know go to different schools or bigger schools and stuff like that and get an education and still play hockey. So that's like the biggest thing. That's why I just wanted to gain the recognition for the ACHA and, and help promote these teams and help them find some players that they probably wouldn't find. There's, there's an untapped market with the ACHA. I mean, look at us. Like we, we realized that there was a, a need like for, there's so many great stories in the ACHA. So we were like, Hey, we should start a podcast and let's, let's talk to people about it. And same for you. Like there's all this untapped talent, especially with COVID it's kind of a backlog in the junior hockey world and in division three college. So the, the ACHA is kind of on the horizon in terms of the exposure it's been getting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of opportunities that, you know, weren't there and, and there, there might not even be opportunities. Some of these NCAA, you know, division three schools, like, you know, they might be backlogged from commits, you know, that were supposed to come, you know, next year and they're not coming or, or stuff like that. Cause guys are staying and stuff. So, um, you know, ACHA might be an option for some guys. We'll kind of wrap things up here. I just want to get your personal opinion on it. A lot of talk as always about Illinois going division one, any, any inside thoughts there, any, any new news on that? And or are you looking forward to it? Uh, obviously looking forward to it. Um, you know, it, obviously if they can go great, I know, I know there's been some talks that, you know, it, it's can kind of put on the backlog just because of COVID and everything that kind of happened and stuff like that. Um, but if they are, if they're able to go and they're able to make that happen, it's just going to be great for the school and great for the program will do, you know, great within the first couple of years. I mean, just the amount of players playing NCAA from in the state of the state of Illinois, you know, it's just crazy. And, you know, if, if you look at who's in the NCAA, you know, the, the tournament right now in the playoffs, I think Minnesota had the most, but I think 
Massachusetts and Illinois had like the second most players playing. Um, yeah, they're still playing. So, you know, that's just a testament of, to the talent down here in, in Illinois and stuff like that. So obviously, you know, it would be great and, and everything. And, and I think the, the fan and the schools really want it and players from the area, from the Chicagoland area really want, want it. And it, it'd just be great because it's just, just education and everything like that. It's, it's just going to, you know, help build that program into a powerhouse. Yeah, I think you, you look at a team like Penn State and how they've kind of thrived in the, in the Big Ten. They didn't really have a great season this year, but they're, they're always up there in the Big Ten. I think especially in, in Illinois' case, with them being so close to so many teams in the USHL, it's kind of like their wheelhouse right there. It'd be really easy for yeah. them to recruit a solid team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look at it right now, I mean, especially like the mission and, um, you know, in their backyard and stuff like that, um, it's just an easy recruiting tool and stuff like that. So I, it, it, to me, it's a no brainer. Obviously, it comes down to dollars and cents and all that stuff, you know, that's way above my head and, and all that. So if they can get it done, that'd be great. Um, you know, it's just going to help grow the game of hockey and, and all that stuff. Well, hey, Joe, we, we appreciate you taking the time to, to talk to us today and obviously sharing your stories from Illinois and, uh, you know, promoting the uh, ACHA Prospects Showcase. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. And, you know, if anyone's listening that's looking to play in the ACHA or, you know, want to know more about the um, showcase, feel free to, you know, follow. The showcase has an Instagram or, or just look me up on Instagram. I'll be happy to help you or shoot me an email. Um, you can drop my email in, in the bio or whatever you, you want to do. But, yeah, as, you know, we're still looking for some players. I, I have a – I have a wait list for goalies right now, but I'm still looking for some forwards indeed to round out the teams and rosters. You know, if you guys are looking to play in the ACHA or get your name out there, um, like I said, there's going to be 45 to 50 schools here from across the country. So we'd love to have you guys. Once again, thank you to Joe Caprio for coming on the show and, and giving us an inside look on what it was like playing it a school like Illinois. And then obviously after his playing career was over moving back to Chicago and now working at the rink there and, and starting the ACHA prospect showcase, which I think there's an untapped market for that for sure. Um, it helps ACHA coaches out putting all these potential prospects in one area and it opens up for scouting. I'm certainly excited. You know, there's talk, maybe we might, the three of us might go down there and, and, and do some content and, and cover it and, maybe even recruit while we're down there. So we'll, we'll see what, what that'll bring us in, in April, but got a question of the week here. Tonight's post-game question. What are you most known for on your team? So when I started at ACHA burgers, I just instantly became the burger guy after every game though. It always asked me like, how was the burger? And then when I started making TikToks, I started being known as a TikTok guy. And once I started the podcast, I became the podcast guy. So now I'm just a burger TikTok podcast guy on the team. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Don't see any bad traits in there. Yeah, it's a solid job title or um, just title in general. Job title. <laughs> <laughs> Putting that on my resume. What about you, Fitz? I used to be known for the mullet. I had it all four years and I cut it. I cut it a few weeks ago. So... I guess I can't be known for that anymore. I think I'll go with just like breaking the puck out. <laughs> I usually just like stop behind the net, get a guy to chase me and then do a little like one man breakout. And then we're, we're off to the races. So uh, you can call me the one man breakout. What about you, Murph? So they, nobody, it's not, I don't get called it, but um, 
everyone always refers to me as a boy scout. I was never actually a boy scout, but um, I'm always on time to practice always early, you know, doing everything, not, not the, the right way, but the, kind of a, I don't know, maybe people see me as a kiss ass and never really doing anything wrong. Maybe like a goody, goody two shoes. Or, so they call me a, a boy scout. So I'm known for that. And um, I guess now I, I, I refer to myself as like the biz nasty of the ACHA maybe. And with just content, 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 because I, you know, I make the TikToks for myself. I do the hockey house stuff. And then I also make stuff for sort of SU hockey. So um, like I never, you'll never find me without my backpack and my laptop in it. I'm always going. So the, the boys, that's probably what I'm known for is my, my reliability. And then the content piece. And, and, and we all joke now that like, I'm obsessed with the ACHA. That's an ongoing joke on the team now. So no, the boys, boys are always supportive of the show, which is good to see. Uh, I think you're a social media guru. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying, you know, well, anyone yeah. that doesn't know Mur- Murph literally runs everything with hockey house. Like, me and Glake just show up. And talk. <laughs> Mur- Murph. If you're talking to someone on the hockey house, Instagram, wherever it's Murph. Murph. Is uh, it was somebody, uh, oh, it's so funny. Some of the DMS we've gotten during this Jersey bracket are so funny. Cause like, I don't know what people expect when they message it, but it's just like me sometimes, sometimes it's late at night and, I'm, I'm not afraid to speak my mind when people swipe up on the stories, but no, I enjoy, I enjoy the conversations I have with people and it, it's been fun. But um, speaking of, of getting some support, Glick got absolutely no support in the Jersey bracket. We all, the three of us, we each picked four teams as like auto bids to the tournament. And then Ben Smith from cock hockey picked four. Um, ben went, went four and oh on his picks. He had Ole Miss, Oklahoma, Coastal Carolina and San Diego State. Glick, on the other hand, was not as fortunate and went 0-4 with his picks of Westchester, Texas, Clemson, and who was the fourth Glick? Virginia Tech. Yeah, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech. Yep. You got swept, Glick. That's tough. Man, honestly, I thought I made some great choices. I was thinking at least one was gonna make it. I mean, I I cannot believe I got swept, but I guess this is the reason I don't uh, partake in sports betting because I know I'll just throw all my money away. I might as well just throw it out the window. It'll be the same experience. The Texas yeah. Orange surprises me that they bowed out. I know. Yeah. So another thing I'll give you is um, I've talked to a lot of teams. They'll be like, oh, you sewered us with that picture of the jerseys. It's like, dude, like presentation is everything. I think like that was a big reason why Clemson lost. There was I couldn't find yeah. a good picture of them and in, in their new purple jerseys. And it's like presentation's kind of everything. Like if mm-hmm. if you don't have pictures of your team's jersey, and I guess this kind of goes back to recruiting a bit, but like you're not marketable. So like th- these teams that do like the photo shoots in their jerseys and make those pictures available is obviously way easier. Um, and they that makes them look a lot better than some of these teams that just have like iPhone pictures on their on their feeds. So, Definitely. If you're, if you're listening, that's your takeaway. Let your, let your social media managers know they got to post more pictures of higher quality on, on the feed. Did I see NC States going up against North Carolina? Yeah. So by the time that this those results are done, I have not counted them up yet. Ooh. But um, that was a big one because the, um, because people were coming at me. Yeah, and it's like dead. It's it's dead even. I think like it's gonna come down to the votes, and maybe someone's gonna demand a recount. I don't know, but um, 
No, yeah. I know the the NC State uh, social media guy. He's he's awesome. He's the one who makes those doc documentary videos, and he does Sick. the graphics for him now. So he was like, "Yeah, like I just love stirring the pot. Like, and we just hate Carolina down here. So <laughs> of course I was going to do that. I was like, oh, all right, no no hard feelings there. Oh no, yeah, for sure. I love it. Yeah, no. I don't love that our Indiana's D three team went farther than our D two jerseys. Mm, I expected yep, it was going to happen, but yeah. yeah. Well, they got eliminated. They, they did. They got eliminated in the last round, though. So you're good now. Okay. So, cool. um, yeah, no need, no, no fear there. Well, it's gonna wrap it up for episode 21. Once again, thank you, you all, for listening and, and continue to follow us on, on social media and and let's keep uh, uh, let's keep her going. Yeah, let's keep, let's keep it going. We got a good thing going here, and, and we thank you for your support and and we'll we'll see you next week. Adrian's taking the chipper. Heard it here first. Bye, could I slam a hole?